Hemshechayim Beis, Volume 1, Chapter 94. Page Kufpei, page 180. So we're in the middle of discussing Sfida from the word Sipur to tell a story, not just to count, to give you the like he said, the outer dimension of something is its so-called its volume, its number, its size, its measurements. But Sipur reveals more than that. And to explain that, he's a long discussion on Eris and Kelim, which is really a continuation of the beginning of the Hemshech, where he began about Eris and Kelim, so there, just briefly, discussed about how Aaron Kelly and Aaron's premium, which means an imminent energy, using the example of the human being, where every faculty, human faculty, has its container, has its organ, its limb, its corresponding uh, channel, that they work together in tandem, directly coordinated with each other, tailored to each other. The air fits the Kelly, the Kelly fits the air. And that's what creates a functional uh, faculty. So basically, it's energy inside containers, whether it's the power to see inside the eye, the power to hear inside the ears, the power to conceive ideas in the mind, the arms, that's how it works. And the nimshal, and the moral, or as you said, the analog, it's the way it is above, is also there's the Adama Elyon. God chose to manifest divine energy in a form of a structure, Tselem Elikim, which we align ourselves with. And that too is made up of Esos Fidus. As we say in Pasach there's the Raya Yamina, Raya Smela, there's the right, there's the left. Every sphere has its parameters. And that too is, consists of energy and container. So container is its is a structure. And, uh, and the energy is the soul within it. Take away the energy from the container, you have Gufa Belenish Masa. A body without a soul. Take away the, the, the containers and you only have is abstract energies, and a shaman without a goof. So the same thing is in the spiritual worlds. Obviously there's not a physical body in Atsilas, but subtly, its containers means it's, it's compared to the... So that was the discussion then, and there he moved on from there, back, we're talking about the first ten chapters, and there he moved, where's this Atsilas, Gilead Helen, that it reveals the divine, is it the containers? Is it the energy? And he goes, the energy does the energy itself has shape and form? And then he went to the root of the energies, Arasasphiris But if you stop right there, this comparison, and you just go over to this chapters that we're learning here, it's a very, it's really an, another flow. It continues. So it's basically one subject matter that went, obviously the Rebbe Rashab felt it important first to establish the whole nature of the Gvul and the, and the parameters of 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 the imminent energy and then moves on to the transcendent energy, Keser, Rotson. But if you think of it in that context, this is a very smooth continuation of those ideas. And briefly, what we learned is this Mimer, this is Vayera, this 24th Mimer, is that Eir on its own expires, is a nature, is a stalkus and aliyah, meaning it's drawn upward to its source. Kalim on the other hand, are the grounding factor. And without containers, the energies would not be expressed, would not be manifest, and would not be revealed. Explain that at, uh, at length. 
in the, the, the chapter 91, 92, and, uh, and the last chapter, 92, and Aveda as well, I'm just looking something here, uh, yeah. And 93, last chapter, he explained the reason for it. And the reason for it is because the containers, their root is in the Ermakif, which is transcendent energy, which is higher than the imminent energy of Pnimi. And the, the Kalim themselves don't sense it because they're structured, they're concealed, they're at Helam. But the air does sense it. And as such, the air, when it senses it, that's the reason that it agrees to, so to speak, and wants to, has a cheshik, as he puts it, a pleasure, a deep desire to enter into these containers. And uh, that was the time. And that's the whole basis of the what's, this whole structure of existence. This is why it's Husad in Seder Shtalshul, the idea of not from that the beginning is wedged in the end. That's the whole basis of Mashpia Makabal. That you don't just have givers and takers, and givers and receivers, you have a constant back and forth relationship. And it's also a desirable one. It means it's not like people doing out of obligation, because the recipient has something to give the giver. And therefore, he goes there. And this creates this whole balance. And this is and this is Mashpia Makabal, more specifically is Eris and Kale. <coughs> so the air on its own, the energy on its own, like the Sada Age that he gives the example, would be in a state of going into its source, meaning not a state of gili, revelation. And it's the Kale that causes it to be revealed, like the wick that brings the fire into a reality, into substance. Same thing like machshav and dibur, words compared to thought. And then in the parentheses, explains that words, they could also be disorganized words. Disorganized words obviously confuse and they completely conceal. They completely conceal the idea. Here we're talking about organized words. So it reveals while it conceals. That's the key thing. So it's concealing aspect, but it's also revealing. More specifically, this is the premiums, the inner containers and the outer containers. The outer containers do more revealing. The inner, the, the inner containers do more revealing, and the outer containers do more of the concealing. It's basically what he said. We still wanted to have more explanation of that. Let me just see. Let me just And then he finally says uh, that all this comes to explain that without the containers we would not have Eir HaMeir. Not just we wouldn't have Mitzir Seir. In other words, not just we wouldn't have the Eir itself, we would also have, we would not have a radiate, an illuminating light. Because the light would be going back into its source. And there's Yoshesh Cheshach Sisrei. It's in a state of beyond revelation. Finally he asked, so why does the Eir not itself have this element? Didn't, didn't we learn that Eir is especially air primi, imminent energy is there not just to be there, it's there to radiate. So the point he makes is, yeah, it's radiated, but the kavan is that it should retain its air quality. It shouldn't become keli, it shouldn't be just going downwards. It's retained their quality to be always connected to its source. You want to have that connection, that discussion, that connection. So therefore, yes, its purpose is to illuminate existence, but its nature is not to illuminate existence. 
That's how I would distinguish. Its nature is aliyah. Its purpose is this. And kalim, both its purpose and its nature is grounding. Okay. By the way, I went back to the parentheses. I think Malbish, you're right. I think this Galsa Malbish does mean, because because he says earlier, there's two parts. When you speak, when Dibur speaks, he's doing two things at once. It's concealing a certain intensity that on its own would not be able to be revealed. But it's revealing. It's not disorganized words. So what is it concealing? What is it revealing? The Malbish, the one who's dressed in it. So when you say words, do they, you know, so, so it's a, it, I think it does mean Malbish, not the Malubish. Well, I, I, see, I see no reason why to say that. That's the principle. Slapish is Galus by Malbish? Oh, because it said Baha Malbish, that's why. Yeah, you may, yeah, I may be wrong about that. Because it says, It's about Malbish. Ah, because here it means Malbish, that the Kalim are Malbish to the Eris. That's why. The ke- he's not talking about Malbish like he's a human being and he dresses up in clothing. So he's the Malbish and this is the Levush. He's calling the Kalim the Malbish. Because they're the, they're the ones that are doing the in clothing. It's like uh, the Pulis ha, ha... Okay, regardless, but there's an element of revealing, there's an element of conceal. Why he uses Malbish is interesting, but okay. And that's where we're up to. I think that was a very, very critical point here. Maybe that's why it explains also the difference between Eda Sevev, Eda Mamala, and Eda Nkelem. Transcendent energy, both its purpose and its nature, is revealing the essence. Imminent energy. Its purpose is to radiate the world, but its nature is, is air, to elevate. That's its role in nature. And kalim is both purpose and nature is to ground. That may be a good way to, to see it. Huh? Yeah. And as remember, the whole picture is that there's a state where everything is broken and distorted, which is down in this world. We correct that. This kalim of Atsilis is the structure. The imminent energy is revealing the energy within the structure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. And then there's Sev Klaman, which is how God is beyond existence. And then, of course, with Atmos. What we're discussing now, we're talking imminent energy, obviously, because we're talking about Eris and Kalim. He's talking about Atsilis. And we're talking about Sviris. Sviris, Russian Misper, then now Sipur. So what story is it telling? So basically, let's let you an example, the human body I was saying. If you look at the organs and the limbs of the body from the beginning of time, it tells a small story. You know that a human being, let's say, is five, six feet tall, weighs a certain amount of this, has so many and so many organs. So even early scientists and early doctors knew that by observation. But the story of the human of life, we know far more today by studying the, the body, by studying the faculties. So it tells a story also. But what story does it tell? It tells the story of what makes the human body tick. We know today about cells and DNA, and we know more details about the eye. We've developed technologies. We can fix things. We can make people, people live longer, longevity, and so on. 
But that's all Mamalakalam. We don't yet know what about the one who created this life called God beyond. Huh? No, this is also the mis- no, the part of the Mesopotamia, the part of the story of human life we know. Yeah, that's a That's what the body is telling us, but then we don't know anything about the Mesopotamia. I wouldn't put it that way. We do know about the part, no, we know about the story that the Mesopotamia invested in the Sipur. We don't know about him on his own, so-called outside of the story. That's what Seyvav Kalam is. I'm just using the example of how he, but, we, but, but it definitely reveals to us much. Okay. Good. So we move on to chapter 94. Remember, there's two parts. When, when, when someone tells a story, they are telling a part of themselves. It's just not, you don't know the part they're not telling. That's like beyond. Same thing like we said about the number, the counter. There's the counter within the count. So you're saying the scientists know about the part that they tell about the part? Also not completely, but a lot. And some do, and sometimes listen. If a person is, has a little amun and understands, realizes from positive illumination, if this is what he put in place, he must be beyond that. Like when we say I'm just preparing the ground to we're going to discuss later what transcendence is. Because someone say one second, if I know God already, what's what's lacking? So you know God is You don't know God says in that part you don't know. The part of him that's beyond. That's actually very powerful that because like in a relationship, two people with a relationship, you need both mamala and sevev. You need to understand each other. And people share. They share their feelings. They share their inner feelings. They share their story, so to speak. And their inner story. But then there's an element that remains a mystique, a mystique and a mystery, where each person respects the other, not because I understand it, because I know there's something more here, and I don't need to uh, so-called own it or contain it. But it's a respect. That uh, you know, basically what we discussed—the element of awe, something beyond us. Seva Kalaman is always going to remain beyond us, but that too is relative, as we've learned. You know, it, it becomes beyond us, then that you understand, then you grow. I'm just—I'm just talking it out as in the context of things. But back to here, we're still—we're in the middle of the story here. So, chapter 94, the last chapter in this mimer, <clears throat> continues this, the story, so to speak. Where did air come from? From which from where was air created? Out of what? No, no, let's talk the Medrash Kipshute. You, you, you already know this. Learn the Medrash Kipshute, Shalinyan. It's a Shaila. You'll see the Shaila in Chsidis asks always is what do you mean where it was created? God created it. Why is it, what do you mean where? Where, where was everything created from? Why is, is Shaila on air more than on uh, anything? Yeah, or, or on, on water. Or on Chvezvas. Uh, Omelay. <coughs> Here's the answer. B'salma. The Ebrister wrapped himself in a shirt. For some reason I can't read now. Hadre. And he, uh, Hivik, uh, but it's even more radiated. But it's even more. It's like when it says like it shoots out. Even Havoka is like, no. 
just radiate. And he rated a reflection, hadre, of his uh, beauty, of his uh, glory. Hadar kveide. Hadar is beauty, right? Yeah. That's answer. Seemingly, why the more wonder of where it was created from the creation of light more than everything that was created in the six days of creation? Just for context purposes, he brought already this Mohammed Azal, not the Shaila, but if you remember, I think at the end of the second Mohammed. Yeah, yeah, it's Mohammed called Eta Er Kesalma. Neta Shemayim Kiriya. So he didn't ask this question, but there, at the end of the Mohammed, he talked about Taylor being a Mamutza, and Taylor has two things. Kesalma. It air and air and salma that that primisatera and chesenisatera, and he mentioned it also a little while back here, right on this side here. Remember? Huh? Yeah, yeah. Right here. I'm just putting it for context. He, he mentioned it in uh, page Kuf Samachai, 165. Not so far back, actually. Yeah, Eren Salma, the Taylor. He said he's part of the common, actually. You see? Okay. So, so it's good to just ground it a bit. So now this is the question on the table here. What's the pal about air more than everything? We even love me. Hechen air nivras. Acha inyan who? David talks about misper and blame misper. The two things. Acha inyan who? The inyan in this is the answer. The liyasha air who begins dveikas b'mikere, being that air is cleaved and bound to its source, as we discussed at length. The mishum zel kamei hamoker. And because of that, it's like the source. That it's not yet in a state of what you can call defined light or energy. So the Baal Medr should give us this. That's why yes, and that's why yes. Being that is nature is to be completely bound to its source, so that's why the Medrash asks, different than all the Nivroin. There's no Nivra like that. So every Nivra, God of course said, He, he said, he, be, he created. But since it is this, so what made it, what, how did it become revealed? You need an extra effort to make it revealed. It's a Medidic answer. And that's going to be the answer, of course, that the Abish had to do something, which is, why it wrapped himself in a Lavush, and that's the Caleb. That's going to be the, you see, it's, it's an unbelievable answer. Beautiful answer. Because air is different. Let me explain again. We've said, remember, we said two things in the last chapter with air being different. One, beside the the gavra, yeah, meaning air personality is to be drawn into the source. So, but it's like like a student that's reaching to his teacher. 
He's busy absorbing, he can't be busy transmitting. But you could say that's incidental. What do I mean by incidental? That's when his source is there. So then, that's where he goes. But on his own, so to speak, if the teacher was not there, would he still be, or he'd be drawn? So the answer is yes. Also the personality of Eir is by, de- by definition, it's a it's constant state of Aliyah. Yeah, no, I'm just breaking it down into two parts because that was like, he said it briefly, but it was very, and I want to just see it again. Levad says, Levad begins at Vigs, Vistalka Shleilam, Gabi Mekele, Shunem begins Gili Aydetara. Which means, even when he's not in the presence of the teacher, so to speak, he's not. He's a mitzvah of bittel. You look at him; he's constantly restless and not and, and not not comfortable with transmitting. He's always looking to go into its source, into its source. Okay. So that's okay. That's why yes. What made his air a gili? How does the air become air a gili? The einim at me I'll call him and the medrash does not wonder on all the creatures. Shinisavu bchinis mitzias because they were created in the state of mitzias. Liyashay savusim who bchinis nichuk because they were initially created in a state of nichuk. God wanted yehida kia yehida yehida huh? Well, the other uh, Mamoris. So there, that's what God wanted. That's what he created. God said, be this. The interesting thing, all creation really started with Reish's bottle came as a, like a nucleus, like a seed. And everything came out of that. But fine, but the bottom line is there's no question that's asked there. Only on the bringing into being, energy, light, he wonders how could it be a Eir Hamer, a radiating light, being that Eir is in a state of Kiruv and Vekas, which means it's close and bound, means it's part of it. So how does it ever? What makes Eir emerge to be to be to, to radiate that we can tangibly relate to it? And that becomes stronger that we see here what he said in the last chapter that yeah the purpose of air is to go out but what but air retains its personality to go back in so what's keeping it out in other words like we said before like what keeps it uh, grounded that's the answer but there's a question on the table good fine so now he's so now he's with that he's explaining Vizehu, the Isa. Fine, that's how you learn Taita. What do you do? You explain it, and then you, you show with that, you answer questions. How does that, that, that previous chapter answer the... He's saying Vizel, that's what he's saying, Zel de Isa. One second, let's finish. Veheshiv. And now the answers, and he answers, Shinisatav Akashbaruchu Besilma. Psalma. The Abishta wrapped himself, God wrapped himself like Psalma in, in a shirt. In a garment. The is because in truth, in order for there to be a substance of air, a mitzias air, that air should have some type of mitzias, meaning some substance, some concrete element. That is through the salma levush, the shirt and the garment. Salma is a shirt, no? 
robe. Like a, a robe. But that's okay, saying psalm and lavush. That's why I'm saying that. But you also say, you also use, for shirt, for shirt you say psalm. Like a longer shirt. Those guys are going to wear shirts. So. Wait, what, what other name is there for a shirt in Hebrew? And one is a shirt and one is a longer thing? Is that what you're saying? It's like a kittle, yeah. Yeah, like a longer... Uh... Okay, anyway. So this is the psalm of the Vush, because with that, the air has something to hold on to, to grasp on to. And the root of roots, the root of roots, what is this garment? When you say God dressed himself, that's the initial desire of Ano Emlech, I want to rule. The Machshav in Eden Self Lifniat Simpson that we discussed earlier. As we'll say, that's the Shir Atzmei Bekoyach. Maybe before, I think it was connected. Okay, I think he's going to spell out where exactly it is. Yeah. No, but field of energy is no kalim. There's not even a root of kalim. That's why I think it's a little lower. Well, let's see, let's see. Because Salmi is saying it. There's already some machshav. Who begins machshav? Dano emlech. Fine. Shuzel aderech moshul kamoi hamachshav ba'adam. Because why is it machshav avano emlech? Because this is, for example, the thought in a human being. Shabazen nechaz, shabon nechaz, eir hanefesh umizgaya deze. Machshav is saying, not dibur. Thought in the person is the eir hanefesh on its own. The soul's energy has no expression. As we know it in this uh, in our reality, machshava when a person thinks, so in that the soul the the, the machshava becomes like a wick, so to speak, it becomes shabazenechas the nefesh the the soul's the soul's energy is revealed through it. the same thing kavyochel so to speak above that I want to rule is the garment shabazenechas. Within which uh, air is the energy is contained or held or uh, settled, nachas held, grasped. Lias bats musik kavyochel pchinis air ashayich la elmas that it should become bats musik in the atzim because this is all the finiat symptom in the atzim in the essence. It should become, so to speak, an air that is related, related to the worlds. So in other words, air on its own, energy on its own, is a divine expression. But that's all. It doesn't have the ability to be a bria, to, be a, uh, to, to function outside of the essence. All it would do is constantly go back into it. In Satif, when God uh, dressed and wrapped himself in a garment, what does that mean? That arose in his desire, machshavit, I want to rule. And that created inside the etzim a like a thought that of an energy that's already has a relationship with the world, whose purpose is to connect to the world. So commercial kosum like it says elsewhere. And afterwards, when there was that simsim that concealed all the aliens of before the simsim, and the shimu, the residue, the impression remained. After the tzimtzum, we know some impression remained there, some like echo, 
some light, very, very mild form of something is there, has a pchinus klei hamakabel erakav. That is the level of the klei hamakabel, that rishima, the tzimtzum and rishima, is some form of a container that will receive the kav, the radiating, the light, the ray of light, the ray thread of light that will come into the space that was left after the tzimtzum. I don't know. Not necessarily. This is all before any Yom Rish nor Yom Sheni, to be honest. Nothing, there's no days yet. But if you say, generally speaking, within day one, it depends, depends where you, how you speak. Yom Sheni is generally separation. So separation you can compare to Tzimtzum. But remember, Bereshit's Baruch Lakim is already at Tzimtzum. It really depends how you break it down. You could say that it is. And that the Kav would be Teferis, Yom Shlishi. So you have Rom Rishon would be, well, really, before the Tzimtzum, Yom Rishon is like, can't really say that, because Yom Rishon is the first day, so it's already creation has happened. Yeah, yeah, the Yom Rishon never be Yom Rishon, but it's already never, it's also, it's a gili from before the Tzimtzum, but it's, but once you say Bresh is the came, as soon as you say that, you're already, creation is a process. I mean, it's not relevant here, different memoriam explain the Pesukim different ways. Bottom line is, so now when the energy will flow in, so what happens like this? You know, there is no real example for this in the teacher. I was always thinking about it. Generally speaking, the, the example that makes this palatable is teacher-student. The teacher is infinitely distant from the student. He can't just stop the, slow down the flow. He's to completely be quiet, prepare himself, leave room for the student to emerge. That's the tzimtzum. And then a ray of light begins where he begins to transmit Allah, Beis, Gimu, whatever it is. In that muscle, there's no real example for the Shimo. Because when the teacher is silent, he's silent. He doesn't leave over anything. It's not like he leaves over Allah, Beis, or something. Um, but in the Nimshal, it's for sure the case that there's something there which the air that will continue will have something to hold on to. Um... I mean, with the teacher example, what happens is that when he starts transmitting, he's transmitting with letters, so the student can understand it. It didn't say the air comes from the shimmer. The air comes from before the tzimtzum, but the kav has something to hold on to. The kav like works like this. It's like an energy that flows into a field that is very uh, that is uh, that is that is almost empty, but there's something there. Something from the kaya chagvul has remained in the after the tzimtzum, that's concealed. You can't see it. But the kav activates it. So yes, it's a do thing. That the air shapes the containers, but it's not the root of the containers. It's like uh, it's like the soul makes the body grow, even though the body is rooted somewhere else. And without a soul, the, the fetus wouldn't grow. That's why after upon death, when the soul leaves, the body is still there, because the soul didn't create the body, but the soul activated the body. It's, 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 that, it's, like, the, it's like a... Um, I said yesterday, it's an, an, something is there, but you need a force that keeps it and makes it grow. Anyway, so that is. Uh,
So, okay. So we said, Bereish or Menisha de Malka, Gol of Galufa Batira Telah. That's before, okay. Shabazan Nechaz Elias Ed Hakav, Pchinis Metzia said. In this, in this Klea Makabal, the Tzimtzum, and the Rishimu, in this, the air has something to hold on to, that to become an air akav in the form of a mitzvah air. It's something he has not said till now. So let me just explain a little more. He didn't talk about the details of it. The process works like this: air and sof by its own. Before before the tzimtzum, we did learn there is uh, the stages, relatively speaking. Remember, there's no real stages. It's more conceptual stages, how, uh, because it's, but the stages go that there's air, like a field of energy, then there's before there's actual desire, then there's a desire, then there's a desire for the specific, which still has spheres and cats, it could still be infinite spheres, and then comes a desire for a particular structure, what we call the root of the air hagvul, and there's also there the root of the hagvul for the kelim, it's all there. Generally, that's the ten hidden spheres. According to the Pardis, they're, primar- they're the root of the containers. According to what he's saying here, they're the root of the containers and the root of the energies. So, Badak is the Dak, is subtle, subtle. It's like the root of Aries and Kayam that come there. But we also learned that it's all in the state of Pshittas there. It's all shapeless and substanceless. It's what he called Nakuda. And it's all consumed and, over- and, uh, and submerged, so to speak, in the Eid Abligwal. Everything there is all, uh, all, that, all that radiates there is divine presence. Then comes the Tzimtzum. The Tzimtzum, of course, is also a power of the divine. Some places it says the Tzimtzum comes from the Kayachad wall. Sometimes it says it comes from a higher place even. But bottom line is, wherever it comes from, it definitely has the power to shake things up. What does it do? It conceals the divine presence. Meaning, allowing for something independent to emerge. But it doesn't conceal everything. We learned some things are completely siluk, completely removed. Something only conceals. Because the fact is, some things, like the Rishima remains. What means it remains? It means nothing revealed remains. But that power of God wanting structure, so structure, as we said, is a helm. But, but it's there. What does it mean it's there? It's present. And that did not have to be concealed because it's not a force that, that disturbs a reality. It's God's desire that there should be a structure. So that remains. Well, Chassidus always answers it's only for compared to the lower level. From the perspective of the teacher, even when he's quiet, he's still, he's still aware of everything. No, no, that's not the Rishima. That's in general. That even the air, from the point of view of the teacher, even if it's not flown. Yeah, no, I understand. So when a teacher, like, so if there's a teacher and a student, so the students, it's for the student it's empty, but the teacher's not empty. The teacher, his ideas are still there. He's just not revealing them. Remember, God doesn't need revealed ideas to, to, to be real. Oh, this is why there's a whole question of Sim Skipshute. That the, 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 are disagreements. Al Rebbe says you can't say that. <coughs> but there's another thing besides the fact that from the perspective of God, of so God right? So there, it's not empty. That's the answer. It's not empty. No, not because of the Rishim. It's not empty because the emptiness is only like it would be like 
the father hiding from the child, but it's not really hiding. He's there. He just doesn't let the other one know that he's there. So what was left in the, after Tzimtzum? First of all, like this. It's what's left is number one is from the perspective of God, nothing changed. Like a teacher. I told you, like a teacher. The teacher, get, the teacher is holding back his ideas from flowing so the students can receive it. Is the teacher less because of that? No. This is what I'm saying. says in my mother. The Al-Tarebbe says this. It's, it's only emotional because obviously the problem is you can't think about the whole in a physical sense. You have to think of it as a state of creation. It would be like, like right now. Forget about the symptom right now. Is God here or not here? We don't see God. And still we say, because the symptom is in effect. The symptom doesn't let us see. It's basically, if you want to put it in more technical words, that symptom creates that the, non-ex- that the non-existential state of God is not expressed in an existential way, in a conscious way. It's like an unconscious divine presence. But to say that it's pure, empty, absolutely not. Because no matter what. Because it's not explained properly. But besides that, that, however, means, but from our perspective, there's nothing there. The Shim, on the other hand, even from our perspective, there's something there. That's the point. Except you can't sense it. See, that's the difference. The Eir, <coughs> that's why it says, the Eir Nogabayat Simpson. In the Rishim it says, Lay Nogabayat Simpson. We learned earlier. It's a Chiddush from the Reb Marash. Because the Rishim doesn't need to have the Simpson to affect it. Because the Simpson basically, think of it as a conceptual Kali. That's not yet a Kali. But waiting to be emerged. So it's like something, God left there an invisible fabric. That when the Kav enters, the Kav has something to work with. That's what he's saying exactly. So it's like an invisible net or invisible. Uh, uh, it's a different type of field of energy, but it's a field without energy. That's the the shimmer. The shimmer, yeah. But when the kav interacts with it, then you'll have the energy. It'll come alive. It'll come start becoming kalim structure. I'll give you an example. Of what it would be like, you know? I think I think this is a good example. Talk about the artist. So the artist has the vision. Fine. Then he wants a particular painting, but now he needs paint, and he needs uh, he needs. Uh, so he has a palette. So he has blue, red, green. This, you know, palette itself is not creating any art. You need to have a paintbrush. You need to have his his effort. But if he doesn't have the the, the paint, he's not going to paint anything. What's he going to do? He can talk about it. That's it. So God created that paint. He created the power of paint, so to speak, and it's waiting. For him to put the paintbrush in, when it comes in, suddenly the paint begins to emerge. That's essentially it. So it all rooted before the tzimtzum. Remember, you have to think God's creating it all. He rooted before the tzimtzum the power of blue and green and whatever. There comes the air, but we also learn that the air has in it subtly also. See, but that's, forget about that. The air interacts. It's like water interacting with, with certain ingredients and suddenly something's happened. The water alone could never do it because it's just water. So you have that. So that's what really what the Rishim is. Rishim is like Kalim in waiting, so to speak. Waiting to be shaped. Um, there's a lot of examples. I'm trying to find science for sure. There's many interesting examples where something is a catalyst. I said it yesterday a bit. Where if you, when they interact, suddenly and you say, hey, it couldn't have come from the thing that caused it because the thing that caused it doesn't have all that. But when you mix them together, suddenly, you know, things that like, you know, by... We have it with children's games even. There's certain games you give children and it's, like so, it's almost like a miracle. They mix water into it and suddenly things happen. They say, well, how did that happen? Because the properties were there, but they were hidden. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, but in the food, you add some water on it. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. There have to be good examples for it. I think of it also, I'm thinking of conception of a human being. So you have an egg being fertilized by a seed. But we know that, what does that mean? That means nothing. You can have an egg being fertilized by a seed and nothing will happen. We could, or not be fertilized. What's the, what's the third secret ingredient that makes them connect and a life begins to happen? We don't, no one has an answer to that question. That's, that's God. That's, that's the God element. That God wants it to be the blessing, whatever it may be. Because you know, you could have, and your fertility doctor will tell you, everything seemed to be worked and it didn't conceive. Not, we're not talking about if the sperm didn't reach the egg or, or the, the egg is damaged or the sperm is damaged. We're talking about, so there's, so there's some basically some electrical current, so to speak, some charge, that, and that, so, that they start working. Like, you know, for example, when you, you plant seeds in the ground, you water it. Not every seed turns into a blade of grass. Some seeds rot. Some seeds just deteriorate. So I'm just saying there's, there's that, I'm just trying to explain if something, interact with something and then it brings it alive. Anyway, that's not, we don't have to go into that detail, but the point is pretty clear here what is going on. So that's what the Rishima is. The Rishima is this type of like, you know, I'm thinking of another example maybe. In music for sure there's also an example. Sometimes, um, well you know what, just another example would be sometimes you do something powerful. And then you leave. But you didn't leave entirely. You left some reminder of it. Let's think of it like maybe a coal. Just think, you light a coal, and then the coal's about to burn out. But it's there. It may even burn out. But it's not going to take much to reignite it, because it's there already. The substance is there, but you need the flame. Once the flame is there, it will reignite. There are definitely there are examples in chemistry and biology, for sure. I, I, I just can't... It doesn't come to me... <laughs> Yeah, but that's technically the Rishim itself. I'm trying to explain what, how it comes back to life. That, no, no, I agree. There's actually four Mishalim and Chassidus under Rishim. There's four examples. But that's not really the theme here. I just wanted to explain it because this line was not said yet. But the, te- but the teacher... Yeah. I mean, the, te- the, the teacher is trained to... He has all this bunch of knowledge to get the core of Chachma. I mean, ignoring everything else is Chachma. And he reduces everything. He gets rid of everything except a little, little dot of Chachma, which is, which is like meaningless and meaningless. And that little, little dot of Chachma, the pencil the part of the yin, he can, he, can, he can draw on that. And it's like basically what three notes in a whole sympathy. Blah, 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 blah. I, 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 believe, I believe that in one of the examples they say something similar to what you just said. And also what you said also, Luach. They bring the example of, let's say, writing on a luach and then erasing. Yeah, then it's easier. That's another example. When you, let's say, write letters and you erase them, and then it, someone comes, it's much easier for them to write on them. But the point, the real key here is, we're talking about the interaction of Aaron and Kaley. So he's saying, in the root of roots, God, Ano Emlech, had the machshava. Then the tzimtzum and the reshimu uh, became a keli, that when the kav will flow, with instructions from the divine instructions to create, it will interact. Because we're going back to air on its own, does not have, doesn't have a grounding element. That's why God needs to have eight nisatif, uh, uh, to radiate. So how does that happen? That's what he's speaking about now. So the kalim, 
that create that containable element. And it should come with a measurement and with a weight. What he means by this is mishkal, obviously, the weight. He means with parameters, essentially. But midda mishkal, it's interesting that using that expression, I think he said it earlier also, what would be mishkal? How would you define weight in spiritual energy? Volume, I could understand. Okay, you know what he did say? Remember we learned earlier about the structure of, the, of spheres of existence. He said it's not just matmailamata. He said mailamata number one was closeness to the source, intensity, and it defines the structure. It's not just more revealed, less revealed. So clearly, like for example, he spoke chachma and bina, even though you can't say chachma weighs more, and bina weighs more and chachma weighs less, but conceptually you could say that bina has less intensity. You know, chachma is much more, but they're fundamentally different in their in their measure and in their weight, in their volume. Because bina, simply, if you know, take all the ideas of bina, weighs more than the spark. But the spark has far more intensity. Plus, every, every, every muscle, every symptom that the teacher gives has that pure element of chachma going on at each level, and, you know. Okay. No, but I'm saying, he's saying here, what means that chav becomes mitzius er. So he adds in the parentheses, li is ba, the Mida or Mishkal. And that it should be coming, it should arrive, in other words, it should also emerge, it should uh, transmit with a measure and with a weight. Now another parenthesis, that's uh, okay, around 10 lines. And look into what it says in the This is one of the Maimarim from the Alter Rebbe that we, uh, he referred to earlier as well. Where he talks about Eir and Sof, and but the, the the topic here is there the beginning of that mime. There's a lot of love in Eir and Sof, so to, so to uh, identify it, he says the mime is Ein Sof in Remember, we learned this idea why it's called Ein Sof and not in Letchila, because the answer is because it does have a Tchila, it does have a source. So what does he say in that mime? He's He's, he's being precise here. There it says that through the Rishimo, through this impression that remained, that energy, the light, becomes, emerges or manifests as a Kayak Gvuli, as a finite power. Vahainu, what does this mean? Because that's according to the Shita, which is not what he's learning in this Maimon, that the Eris are shapeless. Like, you know, like we said, with tinted glasses. But the air itself is pshutim. Hashem pshutim legami. They're completely shapeless. Mitzad atzman, on their own. Liyesim b'pchinus eir and sofa blugvul. Because their root is from the infinite divine light. Harihem boyim b'pchinus midi gvulai de'er hashimah. That's what it says. It comes b'pchinus keich gvuli. That's what it says in that maimer. Because in that maimer, he's talking according to the opinion that eiris are completely shapeless on their own. Uh, therefore, the Rishim is the one that caused them. Being that the Rishim was the power of the finite. So it causes an effect that the air should come in a form of in a, power, uh, in a finite expression. But on its own, the air is bleakable. Here he says clearly. He said it several times. But according to what he explained in this discourse, According to the opinion that energies also have ten spheres, nevertheless, even when they have ten spheres, they're still in a state 
They still, the energies come from the Eden Sof Agvul. Rak. Shazam, Masha Eden Sof Shir Ba'asmi Lahoyer Bechinus Midav Agvul. Commission is Borelel Pedekov Zion. So, basically, both opinions, the air begins in a state of Bligvul and goes into Gvul. The question is more subtle. According to the first opinion, the air is fundamentally Bligvul and on its own would not have a Gvul. The Rishim imposes it on it. According to the opinion in this discussion here, the air itself, air has within its spheres. It's rooted in the Bligvul, but the air itself, Bligvul itself, envisioned and allocated resources that we learned that there should be imagine shir ba'atzmi and defined with himself to radiate in the form of midah gvul. That's all air, like we learned earlier, chapter twenty-seven. That's why the energies are still in a state of shapelessness compared to the kalim commissions like we learned in chapter fourteen. And in order for them to be commensurate to ma- to manifest inside the contain- containers, this comes to the Rishima. So the Rishima has a different type of impact according to both opinions. One, it's taking something that's bligvul and turning it and, and exp- expressing itself in gvul. One, the other, it's really revealing the element of gvul within the air itself by which which on its own would be poshet, would be shapeless. I mean, you could say, what's the difference? It's just semantics. But I explained already, I think, the difference. I'll just say it again. What's the difference between these two ways? The answer is, <coughs> how much of definition and structure is relevant to the divine energy? And one you could say, when we do a mitzvah with a shir, with a measurement, a time period, or the mitzvah itself is, is defined by eating this much, or it should be this and this size, you could say, okay, that's fine, that goes all the way to the root of the containers. But the energy, the divine energy, the kavana, for example, the kavana is focused more on the, that's God's desire, this is what God wants. When you say the eros has gvul in it, you're really saying that our structure of existence goes a step further. Even the divine, is, it's, it's in the energy itself is pertinent that it be the Eira Gvura, Eira Chesed, and the measurements. There's, there's definitely many ex, ex, distinctions, even when we, even Naveda between these two. But that's one way to explain. So in other words, it's not just semantics, because at the end of the day, you say, well, it's like, is bleak vul anyway compared to the Kalim, the Pshittas. On the other hand, the, even the, according to the Shittas, Eris Pshittim, it also enters into containers. So what, what difference does it make? You know, just a matter of... But there is a difference because the question really is how much of it is on its own. You know, we're speaking here about energy. Mashpia coming to the Mechabal. You could say Mashpia is coming to the Mechabal. Even according to the place that he recognizes that the Kali has something that he wants. Because that's the root. You could say, but the air is just doing it, not really because the air has to manifests in Seir. It's doing it to be Yetzirah. Or because the only place. In other words, when you go, let's say... On a, uh, I'll give you an example. The Rebbe gave this example on something else. You send a shliach somewhere. So the early shluchim didn't know whether the Rebbe wanted them to stay where they are or not. Rabbi told me that he, he would go to Italy and the Rebbe sent him. He'd do whatever the Rebbe told him to do and come back to New York. He's not settling there. Shlichas, what's a shlichas? Like the days of the Baal Shem, If you go to a shlichas, you come back. Shlichas is not permanent 
you know, like a shliach le kedushin. You go and give the kedush, that kedush, and invite the gang. You go back home. Right. Okay. Then after two years, the Rebbe said to him, "Okay, enough. I hold your hand. Now time that you should settle there." The Rebbe made it clear that you have to settle there, not just settle there, become part of the community, learn their language, build mezuzahs there, and be there till Mashiach comes. Like the Friedrich Rebbe said about Mashiach, even though we wait every second, but command the kvilu dami, you know, piyashem yisu. That even though we wait a second for Mashiach, so why are we buying buildings? Rent. You know, wait till you, we know any second we're leaving. She so said that, the Rebbe said many times, the Jew is a paradox. Both. When the Jews travel in the desert, so even though they camp sometimes for just a day or two, there was a camping for years, but there was it. Right? Yeah. They set it up. Because Al Pi Hashem, Kemantik that says, since Al Pi Hashem Yachn, Al Shem Yisu, God is saying, travel. Therefore, command the kfir. It says, as if you are permanently there. Which means it has the power of kfirs from divine if you're there. Even though it's man hagol. So you have to both have both aspects to it. It's similar to what he said. So here's, I'm using this as an example. So now you could say like this. If the shlichus is only to do your job and go back, then it's an air that just is going to the keli. But its role, it's, it's, it's just waiting to get the job done. It'll do it faithfully. But its job is to go back to its moir, to its source. But no, if the aid is mislabished in the kalim, and the aid itself has to has to assume the properties of the kalim. So it's not just that the aid is obligable, that is okay for the time being. The aid itself has in it that element. No, your neshama was sent down for you to live in Italy, or for you to live here, or for whatever shlichus it is. Not just the goof happened to be there. So then it becomes your shlichus. You see the Rebbe speaking about, you know, one of the reasons not going to Yisrael, he said, this is where the Friedrich Rebbe came, this is where Ashlichus is. That wasn't just an aside, so someone can say, you know what, go to Israel, and that's where your Shlichus will be. And then, no, there's a reason, because maybe, because America would have been the only place the Rebbe could really build something big and export it, then whatever the reasons are. My point is, when you talk about the, that, that the Mavarar, the, Mislabish, Belavusham, is Barar, like he says in Tehreir, we learn the language. In Tehreir he says, learning Aramish, why Gemara is in Aramish? Because, why not in Hebrew? Because the Tehreir itself is now being learned and being refining the ladders themselves. So in other words, the Eir itself is becoming Aramish, so to speak. It's still Tehreir, it's still Eir. But it's a more of a manifestation than if the Eir remains somewhat so-called removed and detached. I'm just trying to give an example of, uh, of how, what difference this would make. So it really comes down to that type of thing. And of course, the actus, the unity on that level is far deeper. I think the example works pretty well, if I may say so myself. Yeah. Yeah. The aid is mislabish, it's betsiur. It's betsiur in the thing. It's far deeper, 100%. It would also be two types of teachers. You'll find this. You'll see teachers who are brilliant. They convey an idea well. But there's something that is still removed from the students. I mean, it's always there's something removed. But then there's a teacher that finds words that are so fitting to the students that even the Eid HaSeichel is mamish like shkafte v'ferach, you know, like it's like it's, it's like beautifully expressed. That, that, and so you see that the Eid, mamish has in it the tziur of the kalim. Whereas another is, he's explaining it to the kalim, to the containers, but it still remains somewhat like, you know, not, it's not perfectly aligned, let's put it this way. Now again, I have to qualify. According to both opinions, Eris and Kalim meet. And even the Eir Abligvul becomes defined. That's clear. 
And even according to our opinion, the air retains its pshitus, like he says, it still retains, it's still air, it's not keli. The question, however, is its relationship with the structure. Where one is a, one has structure within it, subtly, and one doesn't. We talk about Shema'i Vavtayim, when they taught, and they had Chesed and in their ideas, but it didn't manifest until it came to Shama and Hillel. So if they did not have Chesed and in their idea, there'd be a certain detachment. Then if Shammai comes and says Asr, and, and, and uh, Hillel says Mutter, so it's completely their own thing. Because Shammai and Hillel, you go to them, they'll say, I'm sorry, Shammai Vavtalian, you ask them, they say, oh, we spoke something that was so vague, that's not the correct. Shammai was saying, this is the intention of our teacher. He's not just saying, you can interpret it in two ways. And Hillel says, this is the intention of our teacher. And the truth is, both are there in that concept. It just creates a more of a, definitely a, a, definitely a, a, a deeper, um, and also unity. It's a deeper connection between the higher and the lower. Yeah. Can you say that again? Shmaya, I didn't have the idea. Then basically the argument would be, Shmaya says, would say, Hill, you're wrong. You're wrong because they, because, uh, because this is what they, because this is what they meant. Because my kid is good. No, no, that's the way it is. But Pearl, if Shmaya Vavtayim spoke an idea, like they just said a statement, uh, today is day, today is uh, Tuesday. It doesn't have any chesed and gvura. In other words, it would basically be complete chiddush of Shammai and Hillel, and it has nothing to do with what Shmaya Vavtayim really said. I mean, it has to do with it, it's based on it, but it's not, it's not hidden in their words. Which, of course, would mean you couldn't go back and have Hillel find Chumrah and, yeah. It basically, it creates that there's a more of a there's more of a definitely a more connection. I mean, on many levels. I just wanted to explain what this is. Just not it's not just semantics. Okay. So back outside of the parentheses. So we have that the keli creates is nechas the dover hanechas. It's the thing that holds on the the kesalma is the garment that from where the air becomes a radiating light because on its own right after and the primary because he just said the keli now he says is already that simsum and the rishimu is the beginning of the keli actually the root of it all is the machshava noemlech the root of it all is the thought that he wants to rule that manifests in the simsum and the rishimu That makes the kav nechas, that the energy should hold on. So energy on its own is much as shir batsh rabbekeach. Okay. Yeah, because I know emlech means kaling. God says, I want to rule, an email of Le'am. So immediately God wants something that's going to be outside of him to rule over. That's why he says, I know him. Because the Shir Atri B'Kayach is actually God envisioning how that should come into be. So the energy, the Eir HaBligvul envisions the Gvul. What are you talking about? The Anoyim Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. No, because technically speaking, he's saying, what's the root of the... The root of the root, not of the R, of the garment. What did he just say? I don't know what he said, but uh, let, me, let, me, let me say what it says here. 
He said there's the Ere Shaykh Leilm. So, one second, let's just get this clear. This is what I am trying to clarify. There's two things here. There's the energy on its own. The energy on its own, without the garment, would not manifest. So he's just saying, what's the garment? The garment is, in the root of roots, is the desire, the thought to rule. I want to rule. And that is, as he says here, the Ere Shaykh Leilm. So it means... What I'm confused is, is that the, 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 what I'm confused is that that's not the root of the containers. That's the root of the energy. One second. Hold on. Hold on. That's the root of the energies. They desire to have structure. Okay. There is a confusion here. No. Because let me let me spell out my question. Question is as follows. He just said in the parentheses that is the Shimo. That, turn, that brings the energy into a form of gvul. So two opinions, fine. One, that the air on its own, the energy on its own is completely shapeless and turns it into a type of shape. And the other is that the air itself also shapeless, is, is, has form of shape, but relatively is shapeless. And it gives it some definition. Okay, gives a definition. What gives a definition? The kalim. Right? The, the, the rishimu. The Rishimu, you think, is what? The root of the Rishimu, based on what he's saying, is Machshava no Emlech. Right? But he doesn't say that. He says that Machshava no Emlech is the Eir HaShayich Le'elmus, which is really that God's envisioning that he wants to have air. So where's the Simla? Where's Eter Kesilma? Kesalma. What's the Salma here? So you have to say what he means here. When he says Eir Hashaykh Le'elmas, he doesn't mean the Eir Hashaykh Le'elmas, he means the Keich HaGvul. But then it doesn't seem it fits to the words Eir Hashaykh Le'elmas. Okay, so we have a problem here. It doesn't say anything about the Shimon until, until the parentheses. But what, but what is the Salma? The Salma is Machshav Okay, so tell me exactly how that works. The Eir Hashaykh Le'elmas, what makes it the Eir Hashaykh Le'elmas? Because he wants to have something okay. but, so, but that is the root of Eir. Yeah. So then, how does that fit with the parentheses when he says that the Shim is the one that the imposes on? Who cares incidental? But is it the Shimu that. So the, why does the Er need a Shimu yeah. to become Gvul? It already has from Ano Emlech. It should become Gvul. It should become from Menser to the Kendim. Look at the last line. Okay. So, uh, no, but so why. why uh, one, one, no, 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 no. The last line in the parentheses. I know, I understand, I understand. And the Shittish and some Shittish. So what are we saying? One second. No, but you, you don't understand my question then. The root of Rishima is in Eir or, or in Kayach HaGvul of Ensef? Okay. So here's the question I'm asking. One second. One second. Here's the question. Are we saying that God's envisioning and wanting to have Eir HaShech Le'elmas we're saying God he wants to rule that's the root that's the Salma in its root. Okay, so Salma is a form of a keli or not? Is it a form of a keli or a levosh? Of course it is. That's the whole point of the whole, that's where he's going with this whole thing. Forget about the parentheses. Skip the parentheses. No parentheses. The question I'm asking is without a parentheses also. He's saying the Eid HaShayach Le'elamus is like the keli, basically. Because remember, go back to the top. What gives, the root of root of what? The root of root, kelim are the ones that are the thing that the oyer nechas. What's kelim in its root? 
basically is what he's saying. Forget about the parentheses. That's my question. He's saying like this. He's saying, well, one minute, no, you read, read before. Read yeah, before the Salma. There's a question. Where did energy create it from? And the answer is because Hashem wrapped himself in a Salma, which is Kalim. That's what he says. Say that's but, but it's partially that's where he's going. Heishiv. Look, look after the parentheses. That says the whole point is the kalim. That kalim is a dover hanachas. We're saying now, fine. He could see, maybe that's what he's saying. He's saying the eir hashayach is the energy that's related to the worlds, which is the no emlech. That's like really in the root of roots, the kalim. That's what he's basically saying. That's the problem that I'm asking. In other words, that 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 seems to me a problem. But a problem. But you know that that's what he's saying. Fine. What you answer? What you telling me? Is, is, one second, one second. Are you agreeing with me or disagreeing? That's what he's saying. You could give me an explanation for it, but let's first say what he's saying. He's saying basically the root of the containers and its root of root is the Ratzon Emlech, which is Erashach Elms. Maybe that's maybe it's correct. Maybe it's true that the containers are rooted there. My understanding was that the energies are rooted there, the Eragvul. So then the back of the question. From where was energy created? So he's answering from energy that's connected to the world. But then it's not energy. That's container does that. That's what I'm wondering here. You understand what I'm saying? It's nothing to do with the parentheses. Skip nothing the parentheses. Nothing to do with the parentheses. He starts off by but you understand what I just said? Yeah. Is, 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 is that, he definitely says that. The question is what's the Havana, the understanding Havana of it? Havana is that the root of roots of Kedim is Eir HaShayach elements. Yeah. I just said that's a problem. That is not consistent with what he said earlier. That's my question. Because the root of root of containers is the Kriyach HaGvul, not the Eir HaGvul. He made it very clear that it's not the same thing. And here he's saying it is. That's what I'm asking. Because we have also a problem. The measure seems to be weird then. It says, from where was energy created? The answer is, from energy. That's related to the world. That's really what he's saying. From meaning, from the desire that he wants on earth. In other words, okay, you could say like this, the, the way I would explain it, if, if this is actually Pshat, I would say that God, the desire for creating a structure of a world that he would rule over, has two elements to it. it has the energy element and has a container element to it. But the container is rooted in the Eir HaGvul. Well, okay, fine. Uh, How do we interpret it in the Medrash? What's the Salma? What's the garment? In the beginning, it's the Machshavah Which is the Eir HaShayach Leilms. And that, but it's not, it doesn't radiate yet. It's, I think it's still amorphous. It's still, it's still, it's not, it's not lahay. It doesn't do anything. It's achakach, kahayat simtsum. And it's a shimu. So then it becomes a that becomes a clear. What what's that? The erashach elms. Yeah. That's that's a problem. Because the erashach elms doesn't become a kli. The erashach elms becomes the air that goes into the kli. That's what he said earlier. He's saying that's the shimu. The shimu of that of that machshava. Ah, ha, 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 one second, one second. No, no, he didn't say the shim of that machshav. I'm sorry, he didn't say that. 
Well, the Chiddush then is that the root of the Rishimu, which is the root of the Kalim, is an Eira Shaykh Elms. That has not been said yet. That's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. He's not said this, because until now, the way we understood it was, or at least the way I understood it, was that there's an Eir Hagvul, meaning the Shir Atzmi B'Kayach is an Eir. And then there's another thing called the Kayach Hagvul. Kayach Hagvul, which is God's power, like the Kalim of Esos Fir Sagmuz so to speak. That is the root of the Rishimu. But I know Emlech and Eira Shaykh Elmus would be on the other end, on the Eir end, not on the Kali end. Like if he said here like this, one second. If he said like this, these words, that I know Emlech, okay, is the Levush. But you know what? Maybe we have to read this line. Second line is different. is not the Levush. Is the lavush that holds on to the era shaykh le'elmis? That's the way this has to be read, like this. Knows I know a machshav is the lavush shabazen nechas ha'eli is bats musik of yochum chinus era shaykh le'elmis. Yeah. Okay, so then then I know emlech is is like the kalim. It's like a kalim. in the root roots. It's like the keli. It's a lavush, a garment, which 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 holds that the air is hold air holds on to it. That the air should be shaykh le'elmis. Okay. So it is like the containers before the symptom, so to speak, the root of it. And the Rishimu is a Rishimu that remains from that Eirha. Okay, fine, good. So it does come down to be that Anoimlech is not Eir. Anoimlech is the Levush that causes the Eir that the Eirha Bligvul to manifest in Eirha Gvul. That's a new thing he didn't say till now. In other words, remember this whole thing, what do you say? That the artist has infinite possibilities. So that's still Eir. Then he has one possibility. It's still Eir. So the Medrash asks, how does that one possibility manifest? So comes Adotzen, which is like a lavush, like a garment that gives it shape and form and says, okay, now, from the Eir HaBlikul, from your infinite possibilities, comes the Eir HaShayach Le'elmas. From that now, we will remain a Rishimu, from that desire, from that Ano Emlech. And the Rishimu is what's going to give shape to the Kav that's coming from the Eir to manifest. Okay. What? Some what? What's a Salma? The what? Salma. Salma is the garment. Yeah. The Rishimu, the root of the Rishimu. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good. But, 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 fine, fine, we have to spell it out. But you see, what, what bothers, what it still needs explanation is when God's desire to rule really has two elements to it. The air will have a shape, and, the, and, the, and it's also the root of containers. But it's the containers of that element that are going to give the air the ability to hold on to something. Because that's what they need. It answers a big question. You know what it answers? He just said in the previous chapter that air has to retain its personality to remain dovuk, connected to its source. Even the air primi. So the question is, what then? What, well, how does that air ever? How is it held on? How, how do contain it? How, what makes it manifest? So you have to have somewhere where a keli interacts with it, even its root of root. And that's the noemlech, the element that he wants to have. It's almost like Dida betachtenim is telling it that part. Okay. In the root of root. Okay, that's in the root. Now let's go down, downward. And the primary place where this takes, where this manifests, 
He's in Kalim of Atzilus. This was all Bashar Sharshe, in the root before the symptom. The primary place where this manifests is in Kalim Datzilus, Shabahem Nechaz Aorus Era Maitzil, and that in them is grasped, Nechaz is contained, grasped, the reflection of the energy of the emanator, Li is Bekinus Ervigili, that it should be in a state of revelation and revealed. And that's why in the levels where the containers are diminished, are in a state of diminishment, the energy is not fully and completely revealed, literally. Like Chochma, this part of the idea, concept, is only a point. It's only a point. Why? It's not really fully revealed, Mamish, because there's very little Kalim, because of the diminished state of Kalim. And Bina, where there's a lot of, where there's abundance of containers, meaning abundance of the ideas, and in Bina, where there's an abundance of Kalim, much more than a Yeser. It comes in, the idea comes is revealed. and in truth, parentheses. Okay, one second. You remember earlier he spoke that when there's more kedusha with this bitl, when the containers are more, the air becomes more. Right, that's what he's saying here. Okay, so when there are less less containers, there's going to be because there's nothing for the air to hold on to. Said this in the first chapter in this Mimer. Spoke at length. That there's many more details in Atzilas, the Midas, the Chachma. You know, when you go deeper into something, more details. That's because of the containers. The containers draw down more energies. But now he's going to reconcile with what we spoke earlier that remember, where's more quality, where's more quantity? Well, Be'emes, in truth, you're talking about from the perspective of the quality, of the intensity, of the idea, of the energy. In Chachma, there's far more, there's, there's, a, there's a more, a much more intensity. That even in this concentrated Nakuda point of the, of the idea, the energy is in the tremendous gili there. And in Bina, the energy gets concealed. So, seeming it's not a contradiction, it's just a qualifying. It is a contradiction. It looks like a contradiction. The whole idea of Nisa'atif. One second, one second, but he didn't finish the parentheses. One second. One second. One second. This is like we said earlier. This is what we said earlier, that the gili from Kalim is not a greater gili, it's the gili that comes through the fact that they enclose and conceal on the energy. In other words, if you talk about a gili from the perspective of the of the level itself, chachm is far greater. But if you talk about the perspective of the recipient, there's more gili in the, the in, through bina. But it's because you're concealing that intensity of the chachm. Nevertheless, even though the real gili for another comes through concealing. Nevertheless, also in Chochmah there's a level of Gili. Why? Because at the end of the day, there's still some type of Keli in Chochmah. There is a Keli. It's just a very small Keli. Otherwise, there would be no Gili. 
Right. And the gili is an intensity of energy. Basically, he's qualifying something that's obvious from the whole flow of the Mamorim. Remember earlier we discussed that when you speak Mispira Eris, when you go higher, there's more, and when you go lower, there's less. With the higher you go, there's more energy, less container. The lower you go, more container, less energy. Made it very clear. Take the body, most energy is in the head, which is the smallest container. Okay. That is, that's quality and quantity. Then he spoke, the point is to appreciate quality within quantity. That even with this kalim, you should also appreciate. Okay. Then he went on and said, in the beginning of this mime, if you recall, that it's when you have many containers, there you have many energies. Because of the bitl. In other words, the goal is that Bina should have the intensity of Chachmah. But on its own, Chachmah, Mispira Eris, is far more Chachmah because the container is less. But it has some gili because there is some container. You want to have real gili down below, you have to conceal the intensity, but now you have a lot more quantity. So you have more gili for people on a lower level, but the intensity is not there. When there's bitl, that I'm just explaining. When there's bitl, you can make that the ribi hakelim is what you want to have, is you want to have both together. You have one quantity and quality together. That's the goal here. But this just, it's just, it's important to qualify because we say more. What do you mean by more? Because here he keeps on saying that is the containers that reveals the energy on its own, it goes upwards. That doesn't mean on its own up there it's not more intense. Of course it's more intense. That's why it's actually going upward. But it's not a gili what we need. We need a gili that's nechas. We need a gili, we need a revelation that's contained and related to. Again, the best example is the teacher within himself or the teacher with the students. So, less words, more intensity. More words, more revelation. But the revelation is through concealing. Now, of course, the goal is that you have that the student who has in the beginning a lot of containers and less energy grows and grows, expands his containers to the point that he can get all that energy. He's not saying that yet, but that's really where it all comes together. But at this point, that's what's going on here. So bottom line is what we need now is an energy that's manifest, and that has to be through containers. That's why he's saying, when there's less containers, there's less manifestation of that energy. What he means by that is revealed energy, not intense energy. So basically that's the, what he's saying here. It's clear. I mean, if you, you have to spell it out, or else it becomes like one big bundle of, of jumble of uh, contradictions. I'm just, I want the flow. So that's why, that's why, one second. So he means gili downward. As I said, to us, not intensity. Fine. Not echus. Good. Okay. Okay. So this is bina compared to chachma, but then chachma bina itself is also called nistaris. You say, you know, you say yud kevavke. You say what do you say? Nistaris l'ashem elokim va'niglis lano. Right. So va'niglis is vavke, and nistaris is yud so the studies generally goes the concealment is chachman bina. Why? Because there's relatively speaking, because of their diminished state of containers. We learned earlier. Remember, we learned in the first chapter in this Maimed, we learned iva chayuhi. We says meichen and midas, and it's also eris and kalim. Why? Because there's less containers in the meichen. The ikra gilui. Where's the main gilui? Where's the main revelation? 
And meaning where there's more containers, Bemida Shanikra Ela. When you say Ela, you mean Ela Ha Ela Masa, whatever Ela means. These are, it means you can see them, they're more revealed. Nestatus, you say who? By Ela, by Ela or Zeh, is Gili. So Ikra means Nikra Ela. And in general, so now he broke it down a little more, that in Atsilis itself, remember we spoke earlier, Malchus is the main place of Kalim, relatively speaking. The nine higher spheres is more Eir. But more breaking down, it's Chachma is, is, is Eir, Bina is more Kalim, relative to Chachma Bina, Midas is more Kalim, that's what he's saying here. But in general, spheres in general, the ten hidden spheres, the ten spheres in Atsilis, Hemchines Atsilis spheres Agluyas. Because the ten hidden spheres is before the symptom. There are ten revealed spheres. So Zelaidea Kalim. And this is through the Kalim. Because specifically through the containers, the energies become revealed. Ervigili revealed. An energy, a reveal, a light and a revelation. And the same thing, besides the fact that they're just in general gilui, through the containers, the fact that they're in a state of chachm and bina, chest and gvur, that's also through the kalim specifically. The air mitzad atzmei, even according to the sheet that we're learning here, that the air has shape and form, the air, the energy on its own, ain't a begedah chachm and bina It's not yet in a state, of defined state of chachm and bina. And even though the sphere, the Eris also have ten spheres, like we learned earlier, that the Shita, the opinion that he's going toward in this mime, in this drush, in this discourse, is according to that opinion that there are. Nevertheless, like in Shmaya of time, they're still in a state of shapelessness. And specifically through the containers, they become a mitzis, a tangible, concrete. Structure of Chachman Bina Chesed Gvura. Ukomesh Kasev a Pardes Shardal Perik Dalad Zeloshene. Like he says in the Pardes in Shardal Gate Four, Chapter Four, Zeloshene. This is his his, his language. Ulefia Emes Lo Yikra Chachma Hakeli. And Ulefia Emes in the truth, you cannot call Chachma the container. Kihatchunas, <laughs> So it's really the energy that's called Chachma. In other words, you don't call, when you say a person is, let's say, a wise, smart person, who are you calling smart? His body or his uh, personality? It's his personality that's smart. So he's saying the same thing here. You can't call the Keli Chachma. Ketchuna hu ha-shayikra Chachma ba-mitis. V'zu, meaning, v'hainu, hainu ha-kli, v'zu, levu she-leho, is a garment to it, l'hades ha-amim, v'asodim, esyefi nishmosu ha-payalaz ba so it's a garment that shows to the nations, to the to the to the. It's just, it's just, um, an example, yeah, yeah, like a king, a king who wears garments. Yeah, of course, yeah, reveals to the nations, to the to the people. 
and to the Sodim, to the ministers. The beauty of his soul that works through this garment. So he's using a commercial. So when you see a king and you see him wearing beautiful garments and people look at him, it's not the garment, it's that the king is great and the garment is revealing his greatness. So the same thing when you say chokhmah, you're not saying it on the keli. The keli is just a garment that's revealing the, 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 the chokhmah within the, the wisdom within the ur. The hainu, ad kan of the pardis. What does this mean? So we see from this that the container shows us, shows, reflects, demonstrates, and reveals the energy. So let's just get this right. Without the kalim, the energy would not have a way to manifest and be revealed. No expression. Because it's in a state of pshita still. And the container gives it shape and form that it should be expressed. So this is the key thing here. Now he's going back to the story, of course. Even though, like we just said, even though we said that the really the air is what? What's what's chachma? Not the keli, the air. It's still in a state of shapelessness. And it is not exposed and revealed in a state of, in a substance of chachma. Only through the container. Umashakosov meaning the Pardis, and what the in the parentheses he adds. Umashakosov, what the Pardis writes, what does it mean, Yefi, the beauty of the Neshama? Like we say in Pascal Yo, that the Yashlem, we can say this is like it says, Antu, you are one that. From you extends ten tikkunin, ten uh, garments. Shenikre eses spheres tikkunin, because the ten spheres are called tikkunin garments. Shem tikkun hamaitzel kavyachol. Tikkun also from the word repair. What means repair here? They are basically they uh, align or they kavyachol, um, so to speak. They're the tikkun hamaitzel. They are like the the beautifiers of the emanator. Like the Padish writes there in chapter 5, The reason, from the re- about the reason that through these garments, through these spheres, through these containers, Hashem, God, reveals Himself, reveals His power and His strength. I have to look there what He says exactly. In other words, so that's a. And also, he's adding, because through this, through these containers, through these tikkunim, is fulfilled, realized, the ultimate purpose of existence. Like it says elsewhere. He's just explaining what means yefi nishmasa. You know, what's the yefi here? So he's saying, so it's like Al-Darach was saying, that the ten spheres are... Revealers of the beauty, basically. They're the tikkun. They're the beautifiers. And he says, because they reveal um, the power of God. And also, the Rebbe Rashab has, because they fulfill the kavana. There's something that he suffers here. Let's see what he says. Beis. What page are we? Kuf Pe'alaf.
Where is it elsewhere? He explains it in the yeah, this is the Rebbe Rashab's Hagos Tofresh Nun Ches. Okay, Terer. So we'll look it up. Fine. Now he's concluding, and this is the this is the meaning that the spheres are that from the complex expression they tell a story in the story in a narrative. The Kamoisha Dibur Megalas Adover Hanelam, like just like speech reveals the concealed something that is concealed, the Same thing the Sviris reveal the concealed. This means that the containers draw down and reveal the energy. Without the containers there would be no transmission of the energy at all. No drawing it down. The energy would be encompassed back in its source. The essence of the emanator. Core of the emanator. And it also would not be a radiating energy, like we saw, spoke before, two things. One, it would be completely not there, and other, it would not radiate, it wouldn't be, reveal anything. And the containers draw down the energy, and reveal it. It should be a, a, a light and energy that illuminates and radiates and a form of chokhmah chesed. You should have a tangible structure. And this is what we say that the containers are like the colors of the light. He said that earlier on Primis HaKelem. The colors of the light. So light on its own, if it wouldn't have any colors, it's just plain white, or whatever the color would be. The colors of the light is not outside of the light, it's the colors of the light, not of something else. But without that, because through the containers, the air becomes and has a you can say, it has a shape, a form, it has a uh, color. He said that earlier also. That means, but that, but because look, it's not a color. You're not. It's not. You're not. It's not like tinting. No, the no, the the gvani ha'ed is according to both shittas. What's the? Well, fine. According to the shittas we're discussing here, fine. Gvani Eir, the Eir has Gvanim, but the, the, the Keli is the, the Gvani Eir. Yeah. Even though the Gvani Eir is When someone uses words to express an idea, words are meaningless. The words are the idea, but it's words for the idea. So, okay, Prince Mitzir Sayer, we're going to get him Yochid. I'd go even a step further that without the Kalim you wouldn't see the air altogether. Because the air would be installed. The air begins given with seer a dying. Because the air fundamentally is not in the form of color or shape yet. Because it's not in the state of air yet. Definitely, not even a metzias of air. You can't even call it that as a substance of air yet, and definitely not in the state of a, 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 a in the category of a color of any particular. 
together in any particular co- uh, category and, col- and, and any particular category and color. Like water. That is a, uh, a, a colorless color. Like it says elsewhere. And the containers that reveal energy and in a, in a particular parameter and structure that's the colors of the air. Yeah. Look, in physical, you don't really can relate to it because in physical, someone's going to say, How, what, what does a fire look like if it doesn't have any look? But spiritual, we can understand it because it's different levels. What did you say yesterday about the Bashantif and something that's colorful? It brought you closer, you could be in the bottom. How's that fit in here? It doesn't. And this is a Shema Teir, a name, a functional name that tells you that function. No, 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 I'm sorry, that's Shema Pula, my mistake. Shema Teir is a descriptive name. And this is Shema Teir, a descriptive name, Shema that describes a Megalam and describes energy. Like when you say, let's say someone is a wise person, that's a Shema Teir. You're describing, what are you describing? His wisdom, that he's a wise person. And because of this, spheres are called story and narrative. Because they reveal the energy. And look what was discussed later. That the Eris and Kelim are like an Ayin and a Yesh. I think it's later. I don't think we discussed Kelim as Ayin Vyesh. Did we? I mean, it was discussed earlier a bit, but later I think a lot more. Well, if he's there, you've been in the Sipur Shaykh Besfir, it's got Madrege Shayna Shaykh Sham Iyin Hamisper. And according to this, we can understand that the story, the narrative element, Iyin Hasipur Shaykh Besfir, it's got Madrege, that the narrative element is appropriate. And fitting in spheres, even in levels, we can't call them number. Remember, we spoke about, as you're going to say, that there are places that there's no number there. It's only number of energies. You can't call them real number. The real number is in is in lower levels. But the in of Sipur, revelation that they tell a story that you can say in spheres, even in places where there's no number. Well, if the Harin is Pedik because we learned earlier chapter Pehei. Let's see what chapter pay. Hey? Yeah. That the primary number is primarily in the level of Malchus. And higher than Malchus is a number that cannot be counted. What he called the number of energies. Quality. But, but Sviris has storyteller. As story Shaykh Gamba Madrega Shalamalamahamalchus is also Shaykh is also appropriate and fitting in levels that are higher than Malchus. Because Sipur is revealing. We're not talking about the confinement of number. Number is a confining element. It's only this number. It's a defining element. But Sipur is a revealer. So Sipur you can say even on the levels not higher than Malchus. Because they're revealing. Because they're revelation. They reveal the energy. 
that is possible and that is fitting to all, to the general ten spheres. The gam chachma bina shenikroim nistoris, even chachma bina, wisdom and uncomprehension, the first two of the spheres, that we said earlier are called nistoris, they're concealed because the containers are less there. Nevertheless, in general, they're also part of the ten revealed spheres. And in them is fitting the idea, the, 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 the possible idea of a story and a uh, narrative. Why? Because if you talk about sphere as misper number, so number, the tangible aspect of number. Remember, we're not talking about number eiris, because number of eiris clearly is like sipur, if you think about it. It's still number, but we'll, I hope he discusses it so, soon. But we're talking about number as tangible. Remember, when I said number as gvul, as hagbala, not number as just revealing the po- divine power to create the, the finite, because that would be already a story. That element of number, meaning the volume that we count quantity, which the lower you go, the more you have of it, Right? Like you just said. That is only in Malchus. Primarily in Malchus. But the story that it tells. So also Chacham Bina tells the story. Like you just said. That even though there may be less containers there. But they're still telling the story. This is uh, the Pasuk in Kiseitse? No. By, by, by the Kiseitse, by the... It's not a homage. It's not a homage. I was confusing it with the Pasuk in the beginning where it says in Pasuk Kiseitse by the Shvuya, what is the Russian? The, the Ashes, huh? So what's the lesson? There's also there the 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 golcha, the golcha, the. Okay, that's why I was confused. Okay, ozrov yisperov hechino v'gam chakra. So there's four levels here. Hechino v'gam chakra, which means literally means ozrov, and you will see v'yisperov. What does it mean v'yisperov? And she will tell. Yisperov can also mean to cut, to to like the haircut. V'yisperov. Hichino v'gam chokra. Prepare v'gam chokra and also uh, like chikira, like uh, uh, grill, uh, interrogate. So shehindalud madreges chokma bina v'zun. Interrogate. These are the four levels of chokma bina and zo and mukva. Zoir ampin v'nukva. Ozro b'chines chokma. Then you will see she will see. Is the level of Chachma. V'yusperah is Bina. Sipur. Oi b'chin is Chabad b'chlal. So Ra is Chachma. V'yusperah is Bina or generally the three Chabad. K'meshkos makamachar. And of course the other two, Yechino and Chachra is Zah and Malchus. Hare shegam b'madrege del Tfunose ain misper. Even in the level of Tfunose, Bina. Where ain misper, there's no number. Inyan shaykh in Hasipur. No number, but it can tell a story. Shu'in b'chinis is galus ha'ir. And this is the level of revealing energy. This is the meaning of that the heavens, 
tell the glory, the honor of God, reveal and tell. Shamayim hemchin Because Shamayim is the level of the ten spheres of Zah. That's heaven. Dam Shamayim Shamayim. Like Rashi says. Shemaim is also Shemaim, that he placed water. It comes from the word water. Pechin is Chochmah. That's the level of Chochmah. So we see Shemaim is two, either it's the ten spheres of Zoh or it's Chochmah. But clearly talking about the Esos spheres. Mesapim, Kveit Kael, this level, whether it's Esos spheres of Zoh or it's Chochmah, Mesapim, Kveit Kael, they tell and relate to us the honor, Kveit Kael, the Kveit of God. Shemagal Mesayir, they reveal the air, the energy. Okay, so what do we have from this? Really beautiful. This is beautiful. Let me just explain it a moment. I'm sure it will develop even further. What he's saying is like this. Remember, let's not forget the key underlying point. I get confused here in the details. Spheres are revealing force. Spheres are the, are the interface between the divine and existence. That's what it comes down to. They're the interface between the divine and existence. Now, So, it's an interface between divine and existence. In order for there to be an interface, it has to have two elements to it. As we spoke, Eris and Kalim. Eris is the energy, it reflects the source. And the Kali is the structure that defines existence. That's a general picture. And they interact with each other. Now, the question is, how much of structure is there and how much of revelation is there? That's the question. How dominant is the divine aspect, the revelation that they're revealing godliness, and how much of the structure? So obviously when there's more containers, let's talk about student and teacher. So the, at the beginning, the student needs a lot of containers. He needs words, he needs explanation. He can't give him that much energy. So as you go lower, so there's that aspect of sphere. It has to also address, so-called the beginner, has to address the early stages of Aveda, where container is more dominant, and then slowly it grows the... Spheres serve all these roles. So basically, in general, spheres are going to have three, three meanings, as we said. Number... Story, uh, radiation, illumination, Bahir. But right now he's in the middle one. So the bottom line is, we've been learning this all the time. It depends what you're talking. If you're talking from the perspective of Ayir, it's much more revealing the higher you go. But from the perspective of the recipient, it's too intense and beyond. From a perspective of recipient, the Kalim are more Kalim dominant, more below. But there's less energy there. That's why Mispira Kalim, when you talk about volume, when you talk about quantity, we relate more to a world, we live in a world of quantity. We live in a world of quantity that's completely distorted and we don't even feel the energy. It's like broken containers. When you talk about the perspective of, uh, of uh, quality, that's how it is above. And you want quality to meet quantity. So you have all aspects. The first meaning in Sphira is Mispir which focuses more, there's an aspect of misper. In misper itself, we have two things. The number, which is what we relate to more when you tell somebody a million like, or a hundred thousand. In that lies, obviously, deeper meaning. 
So the person who counted the number knows the deeper meaning. So from the perspective from above, there's... But that from, the, from above, the perspective is a number that's not really countable. So that's one aspect. Then there's the aspect how spheres tell the story. Tell the story is also revealing and concealing, as we said. Because the eight on their own don't tell the story. So the keli has to conceal in order to reveal. But here, it's not as concealing as a number is. Because number just conceals completely. Someone tells you there's a million in here, it doesn't tell you anything. It just tells you it's a symbol, as he said. But when you talk story, you're already revealing, you're starting to reveal. And that's what he says here. So when you talk about a deeper level, the spheres also reveal on the higher levels. So basically, it comes down to this. Like you just said before with Chachm and Bina in the parentheses. Remember you said that Chachm is more intense and actually more revealed energy if you took quality. But quantity, it's more in Bina and, uh, and so on. So that's the same idea. A story has to reveal. So it's, a, it's already not the essence of the thing. So Kalim revealed. But it's a far greater revelation than the revelation that number reveals. That's basically the bottom line. So in a sense you could say, when you say that number is beyond number, it's still the category of number, like you said. But it's a number, a number, that's the level of story. That's already a story. So someone looks at a number, they just see an external thing. You tell them the inner story of the number, it becomes beyond number, and that's already a story. Because then it's already a deeper understanding of what we're talking about. It's not just... Like, like, like for a simple example, someone will say, how many uh, objects in this, uh, in this basket? You'll say 20 or 20. That's meaningless. It's not meaningless... Let me get that right. It is revealing what's in there. But you're only getting a very, very diminished state of... of uh, someone says, right, it's 20, it's 20 diamonds. And someone says, what's a diamond? Your child will ask you, say a diamond? Oh, let me explain to you. A diamond is this, this, and this. Oh, wow. So they start getting his pilots. Now they're already hearing a story. They're no longer hearing a number. Every diamond has a story behind Right, exactly. So now, and, and then someone asks them, but it's still 20 diamonds. Yeah, but now by me, 20 is a different meaning. 20 means, 20 is like a number that's beyond number. Because I know the story behind it. So it's not so much the number. It's like what we have in the Gemara, and the Rambam brings, a, you know, for a simon for memory, there's a simonim. To remember a whole sugya, so they give you a simon at the end. The person who never learned the Gemara looks at the simon, knows nothing. Yeah, you can tell him this is Rosh Tevis, you could say 20, 30. Someone that learned the whole thing, and then he sees it, it reminds him of the whole thing. So the number is a symbol, but the number carries a story within it. And the story is, of course, there's higher levels as well. That's what he's saying. So let's finish the Maimer. And according to this, we'll understand what it says, who Avram stood above them. Remember, the question was, what's this union of standing? He didn't just feed them, he stood. And also under the tree. Because we learned earlier, chapter 84, which is only a memory of, a symbol of, only like the number that we're being told. That's the level of the number in Malchus. As we learned there, the Malachim cannot receive directly the energies of Atzilus. The basis at all. Ah, Rav Tuvcha. By them, they only have Zechad. We have basis all. They have Rav Tuv, abundance of good directly to the house of Israel. Yeah. Malachim only receive reflection of Malchus itself. Avram also chesed in Malachim, and Avram did chesed. Ah, what's the kindness? He did a chesed with them. 
he did a, a kindness with them. Shehim shechlem b'chinus eiris datzilus. This is gavaldik, yeah. Yeah. He transmitted to them the energies of atzilus. V'zeiyun v'yishanu tachas eitz b'chinus ilona dechaya. And that means v'yishanu. And we rested, we uh, leaned, we reclined under the tree. Who says Vishanu? The Malachim themselves say it? Vishanu, you should. Not we should. Vishanu means Vishanu, you should recline under the tree. What's what, what's he saying? It's beautiful, because why, why would it be the gate to us to know that he reclined under the tree? Good, it's a shade. So you see the chesed in the heat in the hot day. It's not, it's not a storybook. Right, right, right. So it's a he would be mamshik to them, the tree of life. Being that Atzilus is a gili al kapon. In other words, how could you give it to Malachim? They're not shaykh because Atzilus at the end of the day is gili. We're not talking about being mamshik and drawing down the ten hidden spheres. Atzilus is gili. So Malachim on their own cannot get this level. But there is a gili, so you could, you could tell them the story basically. So he's, he was mamshik to them of a level, that level which is higher than Zechad Avtuvcha, also to the angels. And this is like Mahalchim Bena Emdim. Because it says in Chsidis, it says Mahalchim Bena Emdim are Neshamis that are always moving, whereas Malachim stay in one place. They, the Mashal, a Malach is always Chesed, Malach Mechol is always Mechol. Gavriel, that's why Malach can't do two Shlichas, can't do two things. Mechol brought the Basuda of, the, of, the, of, the, of Yitzchok's birth. Gavriel, Gvura, had to be the one that went to destroy his name. Why not send one Malach? Because a Malach is in one kav. He does it faithfully. The Rebbe once played when you play chess. He said the Malachim are the, are the, are the, are the bishops and the... And the, and the, uh, not the, knight, the knights and the, and the rook. Because they can go from one end to the other, but only in one kav. Malach, that's, that's, that's Emdim. The castle Castle, yeah, that's what it's called. It's called the rook sometimes. The knight is also a malo, but a knight has its own pattern. Whereas, for example, a queen or a pawn, uh, well, not pawn can't go in different directions, but a queen can go in different directions. Malchus. Yeah, when it takes, yeah. But there's a whole sikh about it, the Tavshan Ches. I prepared it actually from the sikhs from before the Nasiyas. But the point is, that's my, so, so Neshama, however, is Mahalach. And Neshama can go and travel beyond. So he's saying Mahalchem Bena Emdim is that he's basically he's trying that the Mahalchem of Neshama he was Mamshik something like that into into Malachim. Ach by Esas spheres that seals Gufa Hari Chachem Bina Bchinus Nistaris. However, in the ten spheres itself, Chachem and Bina are in a state of concealment. The Ikra Agili Bchinus Zokanal. The main primary revelation is Zok. That's why when the, in the transmission of energy that he transmitted to the, to the angels, had it in its two things. The energy from Zah, he was transmitted to them in an internalized way. That's what meant that he fed them, because feeding, eating is internal energy. It, you digest it. You ingest and digest it. The Yedua, the Mazen HaMalachim, who are Sogeshalahem. As it's known, the food of their angels is their comprehension. That's Achila, why he fed them. That's, he transmitted to them the energy that they should have in a comprehended level. That's Mazen, food, internal. From Chachma Bina, which is Nistar, is concealed. 
He only transmitted to them a transcendent energy. Wow. And this means that he stood above them. The Hamida, that's Oh. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. That means Hamida. Because standing above them, Alem is Makif. And that's why the Pasuk that he stood above them, Oh, the word who? Aha. The who aimed. What's the who? Like it says, Kihua Sanu, which is Bechinis Bina. That's the who. It's a concealed. The who you say is Lashinister. Like, you know, in third person. Because the level of Bina Shinister Vanilla Madayan, it's still concealed. That's why you say he. You don't say you. Ato is Gili. Like you said before, Ela. Here it's who. Like it says in the gloss in and it says That this level of makif, this level of who of nister, he transmitted them only in a form of makif, meaning above, hovering above them, transcendent, beyond them. But not an internal way. Not internal, like the food. And that means beneath the tree. Because it says, He already said you should lean, recline under the tree. But because he said, that he stood above them. Because it's because he says he stood above them, which means that he's transmitting them. He repeat, therefore he repeats again that what he transmits to them in a form of erpnimi is from the tree of Ilana Dechaya. So one second. So v'yichile is the amshach of pnimi. Eights, uh, but since he's now telling them that he's being ma- transmitting to them, it repeats again that the transmission in the in the internal way is from the level of tree, the tree of life. But who elam tachas eights is lechera amshach of makif. So it should have said, why did you say erpnimi? That's how you read the Pasuk, but no, it says... No, 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 no. V'zavu eimed aleim b'chinesei makif. And this is the meaning that he stood above them in the form of er makif. That means he transmitted to them er makif of chachma bina. Sheim shechlem b'chines chachma bina. He transmitted to them chachma bina. V'tachas ha'etz b'chines zah. Uh, and from the, and beneath, uh, uh, standing under the tree in the level of Zah, which is the, the tree of life, he fed them in the form of Er Pnimi. Who aimed this Makif? But then read the next line. Read the next line to the end.
קיצר. וזהו ראי במדרש רבא, וזהו ראי, וזהו דאיסר במדרש רבא, וזה מה שאומרת במדרש רבא, Only an energy, not on other creatures. The Yesu begins the Vekus, because energy, air, is always connected, attached to its sources. Echu begins air amer. How can it become a radiating, an illuminating light? That he wraps himself in a garment that conceals. Before the Tzimtzum, this is the thought that he wants, I want to rule. And after the symptom is the Rishimu that remains, he bedugmas, kedugmas kli. It's like a kli. It's like an example of a container that, that, that holds on to the energy that reveals it. That's the salma. Simla. Salma. Vaike begins kei on But the primary place where salma takes place is in the containers of atzilas. That's why chachma, which is where there's a diminished containers, is higher than gili. Gili meaning in quantity, revealed to us. Gama eses v'yiz shabay e'er liyez b'chinz gedr m'yuchid v'adeya kelem. And also the thing that in there, that there should be a specific category, specific defined defined category, gedr, parameter, is through the containers. V'zeh yim s'vidus loshen sipur, this is what s'vidus means, the story, from the word story, shem magalim amatayinam esa'er. They reveal and describe the energy. They're telling the story. And story is possible even where there is no, where, where number is not possible. Number as in volume, as in quantity. And with this we'll understand what says, Angels on their own can only receive from the number, which is the containers of Malchus. And Avram transmitted to them levels of energies. From Zah, he transmitted to them, that's the feeding, that's the eating, in an internal way. Which is Nestoris, he revealed to them a form of Makif, instead of Makif, which is above. And that's what he stood above them. Okay, so we finished the Maimir. 24th Discourse, Huayim Adaleim, Chapter 94, which was pages 180 